anchor.fm what is up guys it is so good to be back i am like having so many like gaps in my mind and my thinking and everything but i am just really glad to be able to sit down and two things a treat i am actually going live on tiktok right now and so if everyone who is watching this or hearing this you know i'm talking to my tiktokers right now but um, there is going to be a link. It should be still in my stories. And if not, I'm really hoping that there's a way that I'm going to be able to save this uh, live that I've done on TikTok so that way you'll be able to see it. So this is just a night full of testing things. Uh, I'm also in my office. Surprisingly enough, it's a mess. And there's just a ton of books because I finally bought bookcases. And so I moved all of my books out of the bonus room in our house. And um, it's crazy. But I'm so glad to be back. It's been insane. It's been a crazy two weeks, crazier week this past week. And so I'm just here to sit back, relax, talk to you about some stuff that's come up, um, some stuff that's going to happen in the future. And as always, if you are listening to this, whether it's in the morning, I hope you have a nice hot cup of coffee. If you're listening to me in your car, please pay attention to the road and, um, you know, sip and drive, sip and drive. Or if you've pushed this off to the evening or maybe the afternoon during your lunch break or something like that, um, I have a tasty Pamplemousse LaCroix with me and I'm going to go ahead and crack this open. There we go. Take a little sippy sip. Refreshing. So wherever you're listening to this, sit back, relax. Alrighty guys, so it is really good to be sitting here talking with you guys again to all of my TikTokers that are out there. Thanks for uh thanks for dropping in and everything. Really nice of you. But it has been insane. I just looked at some of my past recordings, and the last time that I recorded something was on the 22nd. And I know that the 22nd was probably was at the end of spring break. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember. All I know is that spring break was amazing. The first week did a lot of stuff, um, kind of like just breathed a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but it was mostly just kind of relaxing. It's like the last break before the end of the school year. Um, wife and I were planning a lot of things on what to do with the house because the following week, we went on a little spring break trip. Our daughter came back from her out-of-town visit. And so we ended up taking off on that Tuesday. I think we took off. I don't even, don't ask me when it was. I'm not even going to try and look that up right now. But um, we took off and we had our first family trip. And what's really cool about that is it, it it's an actual family trip. And... It wasn't like something to readoso. Now I know that FitFam has drug like, well, I mean maybe they didn't really drag it through the mud or anything like that. But I know that they kind of hopped on this thing where um, they have like that whole like all reliable, and usually the all reliable is like, oh yeah, we're gonna go on a we're gonna go on a little vacation. The vacations to like Cloud Crawfordoso, and so those are like really really simple trips because one they're not that far. It's like four hours away. Um, it's four hours away. Super simple. We usually stay at a cabin. Um, 
we really actually just take a lot of stuff with us, like food. We we cook ourselves in the cabins that we stay in. And then walking around both of those cities, you know, Cloudcroft, we usually stay in Cloudcroft, walk around the city there. Um, there's a really, really nice brewery and pizza place that's in Cloudcroft that I'm super glad that I found the last time that we were there. Um, just because I like finding and, and trying out new breweries wherever we go. And so staying in Cloudcroft is actually pretty fun. And then what? It's like an hour and 45 minutes away to Rio Doso. We walk around there. So, I mean, it's a really simple trip. I don't really count that as something um, that could be strenuous or stressful or anything like that. Um, but this one was to Austin. And so the last time that we went to Austin was when I proposed to my wife. Um, what was it? Back in 2020, I think. 2021, I believe. Yeah, 2021. And so we were able to bring our daughter. And at first, the plan was to drive because I'm all about saving money. And plus, I wanted to be able to stop in Fredericksburg. Um, there's a couple of breweries there, um, including Altstadt, which is like this huge, massive brewery, brewery um, and like really fancy uh, dinner place. And uh, Tin Man actually uh, carries a couple of uh, a couple of uh, brews from Altstadt. It's just a really beautiful, beautiful location, beautiful brewery. But because right now my wife is in this like credit card hacking phase and I'm like super digging it, even though I kind of messed up with it today. Sorry. Sorry, love. Um, we were able to fly on points through Southwest and Chase through the credit card that we use. And so we flew and if anyone knows me, I'm all about saving time as well. And so flying to Austin was amazing. Um, I think it was like total, like maybe an hour and a half of flying because we flew from here to Houston and then Houston, we backtracked to, to um, Austin, whereas the driving is like 10 hours and that's just, it's just insane. It's horrible. Um, and so, yeah, that was really cool. I was definitely prepared to drug my daughter with some melatonin because I had no idea. It's her first time flying on an airplane and I was expecting her to like completely just lose her crap. And she actually took it like a champ. She actually enjoyed it, which is really, really cool because I was having like some major dad vibes with this because I was remembering my first airplane ride when my parents took me to Disneyland and, um, and just sitting there, you know, enjoying it. I wasn't scared at all. You know, I was able, you know, uh, got the window seat looking out and, um, I have a video. I took a lot more video than pictures or anything like that on this trip. And so once I'm able to uh, post that up and work on it, it's already, it's already ready to be posted. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, you'll see, she's just a weird, fun, energetic little kid. And so, yeah, we got there spring break. Um, we didn't, we got there like at about 1130. We made our trip to Mecca, which is Shake Shack because Shake Shack is the bomb. And um, I'm really tired of these people um, in El Paso kind of like, oh yeah, like In-N-Out is everything. In-N-Out is like the best thing ever. And it's like, it's not. In-N-Out, I'm sorry, In-N-Out is just not good. The last time that a wife and I had In-N-Out, it was in Phoenix? No, it wasn't in Phoenix. I think it was in Tempe. I don't remember. It's it's super close to the Ikea. 
And I'm not entirely sure exactly where it is, but I remember that we were literally leaving Ikea. We were starving. It was the last leg of our trip before we made another like a five hour uh, ride back home and everything. And so we were just like, oh, my gosh, like we're hungry. And I'm sorry, but we really should have paid attention to where we were because we ended up at In-N-Out. It was absolutely disgusting. Um, and as we were leaving, we gassed up and I was just like, you know what? I wonder if there's any Shake Shacks in the area, um, close to us so that way we could have avoided it. And as soon as I finished filling up, uh, the truck, I looked it up and sure enough, if we would have just gone like 10 more minutes out of the way from Ikea, uh, we would have run into a rogue Shake Shack that was there. And so all that to say... We, we made it to Shake Shack, and it was absolutely amazing. Loved it. I always just go all out on those burgers and everything. Um, after that, we we walked around a little bit. We drove down South Congress. We parked. We were able to find some parking, so I was able to I was able to really uh, man up and, and make sure that I got a parking in the street instead of, like, some garage that was going to cost us, like, $30. And so, yeah. We walked all up South Congress, went to a couple stores. Um, the little one was a champ about not having to like get carried because she is like a 50 pound bag of potatoes. And that would have messed my back up for sure. And and the thing is, is we bought a stinking stroller. Luckily, thank God we were able to take it back to, uh, to Target and get our money back. But I had told my wife, I was like, look, we're probably going to need to get something because she's going to end up complaining about having to walk everywhere. And we were just trying to like psych her out about it too. Like, Hey, like we're going to be doing a lot of walking. And, um, no, she did great. We did South Congress. We started like the, almost like the very top of South Congress. And we walked all the way down to the, uh, Yeti flagship store because you have to, if there's like a flagship, anything in any city that you visit, you got to go to it because you're never going to find a flagship like that anywhere else. And so, um, and plus, I mean, it's Yeti, duh. Oh, uh, Shout out to Yeti. Hire me. Uh, I actually put in an application for a job. I need to call you guys back. So if you guys hear this, I'm going to tag you in it. Um, let's have a conversation. I'd like a seat at the table to talk to you guys. But um, but yeah, I mean, I always go to Yeti. I always try and get something picked up, a a new coffee cup, something that would actually fit in my to- my uh, coffee, uh, my cup holders in my truck. And so that's always nice. And so we did that, just walked back up, had to get my pizza pictures because I always try and have a, a slice of pizza anywhere I go. Um, and so, yeah, it was really that whole first part of the like the leg of the trip was like the fastest. Uh, both of them, both of these lovely women of my life knocked out in the car, go driving through downtown Austin, seeing all this stuff. It's spring break. So South by is going on as well. And I'm just like, oh. I really wish we were able to like plan out a little bit something longer. So just that way I would have been able to like say I like walk the streets of South by for a little bit, but it was, this was very much so a trial and error kind of trip that we were trying to figure out as a family is like, okay, like, is she going to come on every single trip with us? Or is it going to be kind of like a touch and go like, okay, this trip is for family. This trip is just for the two of us. And so there was just a lot of things that kind of got pushed to the wayside and um, ended up leaving, going and uh, meeting up with my wife's cousins. We stayed with them. Uh, they housed us and everything. So shout out to uh, shout out to uh, 
the cousin, thanks for letting us uh, borrow one of your rooms, one of your many rooms. It was amazing. Thanks for the hospitality. Um, what else? We woke up super early the next day because that was a day that we were going to dedicate going to Waco just to recreate that whole that whole scene with our daughter of like how we proposed and everything. It wasn't as cliche as it sounds, but um, it was definitely crazy just being there, you know, what, two years later with our daughter. And um, so we were hanging out there. We stayed almost to practically till closing, picked up some coffee, um, visited all the shops, did all the, you know, the really touristy things, took the pictures and everything. So that was really nice. But let, let, I have to say this again, there was another brewery that we kind of found. There is not very many breweries in Waco that are actually worth it. Um, a lot of them are still very much so like the whole idea of like microbrewery. There's not too many taps and like the only food, it's not even like a gastropub because the only stuff that they offer is like finger foods or just stuff that like, is very like, you know, uh, they just kind of throw it in the oven and then it just pops out like a gourmet hot pocket or something like that, if you will. And, um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, it, it's a little disappointing just because I've gotten used to, I guess, bigger cities that have an actual brewery presence. And so we ended up finding this one brewery and, you know, my wife has this amazing sixth sense about stuff and I should have listened to her, but I was so just gung ho about the reviews that I had seen on Google and um it was just horrible i can't i don't remember the name of this brewery but it was just not the greatest i've gotten so i don't know if it's the idea of like being used to the breweries that are here or like the breweries that are like in new mexico that i've been to or some of the breweries that i've been to in arizona or even in california but i mean this one was just i don't know it just had a very it was just really, really expensive. And I don't know, the atmosphere was just really off. Uh, finally was able to visit Baylor, the college I was supposed to go to that I'm still salty about and I still hold it over my dad's head, but uh, I'm okay. I, I'm, you know, saved by grace. So I'm going to let that bygones be bygones on that one. <laughs> but uh, finally was able to visit Baylor. Beautiful campus, beautiful buildings. Those pictures will be up on probably my personal IG and my photography one as soon as I get those out. I actually might turn them into prints. Um, here's a little like tidbit on my photography IG. Uh, I'm photography nine one five. If you look at my notes, I'm actually offering free prints. I don't print very often, so it's not something that is completely like insanely expensive, but. Um, I do offer free prints whenever I do print some stuff out. And right now, guys, I do have like maybe like I think I have six or seven prints left of a, one of the pictures that was a semifinalist in an Alpine photo contest that I entered last year. And I decided to print some out. So I have some free if you want one. Let me know. Let me know in the comments on TikTok or get me at I'm Photography 915 and just let me know that you want one. And I'll try and figure out if you're local, maybe we can meet up and we can exchange, you know, snap a pic together or something. If you're anywhere else, let me know and we can figure out some details on how to get that picture to you. But something cool that I do um, just because I don't do it very often. But yeah, Baylor's campus is absolutely beautiful. 100% would recommend you visiting it. I mean, it's a D1 football uh, stadium as well. So, I mean, it holds absolutely nothing against, you know, it's way better than the minors than the UTEP uh, stadium, but man, 
I mean, you got to admit, D1. And so, um, yeah, all of that was really a, a sight to take in and, and whatnot. And um, after that, just took the long ride back home to the cousin's house. And then our last day, I can't remember exactly what we did. I think, oh, that was a day that we just went more shopping than anything else. We went to the outlets, um, premium outlets, got some stuff. The Ralph Lauren there um, outlet has a custom embroidery section in their store, which is something that would totally kill it here in El Paso at the outlet mall if they were to like adopt that. So Ralph Lauren, you're getting tagged in this, and so are you. Outlet malls, outlet shops of El Paso, you need to bring that that custom embroidery thing because that would pop off for sure. Got myself a custom uh, Ralph Lauren hat. I'll uh, I gotta throw some pictures of that out there. And then had to go. I finally was able to buy the watches that I wanted to buy for my graduation. So that was like a graduation. It was kind of like a semi-graduation gift to myself and then my parents because my parents had hooked me up with some money for when I had graduated that I held on to. And so, um, yeah, there was a, Invicta is not cheap. I will say that much. Invicta is not cheap. But if you collect watches like I try to do, I have one two, one two three i have four invictas now and i have like three fossils um if you collect then it's completely worth it if you don't collect and you want like one just really good staple piece i would still you know recommend invictas but man they were having this insane promo where it's like buy one get one free and i'm just like what so i got like two watches guys i walked out with two watches and a free hat that's amazing and then there's like the promo is like even it's even deeper. Like you buy two and you get four watches for free or something like that. That's insane. That's like an automatic collection right there. So, um, and it turns out that we are getting an Invicta here at El Paso. So Invicta, if you're listening to this and outlet shops, we should, uh, we should link up on something, right? We should link up on something and let's, let's make some art with your watches. And so after that, met up with my brother. Haven't seen my brother since the wedding. So that's been, what, two years? <clears throat> two years or something like that. And so got to meet up with my brother, hung out with him for a little bit, went to go drive by my um, my nephew's work because he was, he was working at the time. So hung out with him, hung out with my brother, had some good barbecue with my brother. He showed us another little brewery um, that was there in Buda where they both live. So that was really cool. And then, so once we were done with that, I can't, I think we went back downtown to Austin because I wanted to show my daughter the, the uh, Texas Capitol. And uh, we were able to do that, found some parking and, and yeah, I hadn't been inside the Capitol since the last time I was in Austin. So that had to have been like over five years ago. And uh, unfortunately, it, I mean, the, the building is still beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful beautiful masonry but i mean it's all like covered in scaffolding right now just because it's all going through like renovations so it was cool but kind of not cool and so yeah and that was pretty much it oh i did leave out one part um actually two parts uh that that i think it was that day i think it was that day i could be wrong i was finally able to make it to round rock donut and i got a donut the size of my face and um uh, if my if my uh 
if my BFF Bigums is listening to this, I don't care about the calorie counts because calories don't count on vacations, but this donut was absolutely phenomenal. You can get it glazed, you can get it chocolate, or you can get it like half and half. And and the bad thing is, is that my wife's cousin's pregnant. And so I ended up bringing back the donut later that, that day. And, <laughs> and uh, man, I, I will be very, very honest. I was really hoping to take the rest of it home with me and eat it like on the way back home, you know, on the airport and whatnot in the plane. I didn't get to see the rest of that donut because it was stolen and eaten. So I'm a little sad about that. And I will say that I finally was able to go to Bucky's. And let me tell you, it is absolute an absolute chaotic experience. I've seen videos of people who have like recorded themselves going into Bucky's for the very first time and they're just like dumbfounded. I walked in and I was like, oh my God, it's like someone set off a bomb in downtown Beirut. There is soda fountains everywhere, which is like one of their claim to fame. The other one is like right in the middle of the store is tons of barbecue sandwiches, which to be completely honest, they're actually really good. Um, they make their own fudge inside. They have like a bakery. Um, I believe that there was part of the bakery. They have also have like in-house like beef jerky and, uh, and kolaches and whatnot. And so, um, it was really, it was an experience, tons of merchandise, tons of all of like the cliche things like, you know, Bucky shirts. I have about like a, a Bucky shirt that I use for working out in, um, so yeah, it was an insane experience. Easily the first we went twice. The first time that we went, it was easy like a hundred bucks because we just got literally everything that we saw. Um, so that's part of the video that I had made. We took the pictures with the bronze bucky out in the front. It was just insane. So I finally can say and put that to rest. I have been to a Bucky's. And so yeah, that was literally in the span of of what, 20 minutes of recording time right now? That was pretty much, it was a very, very, very fast trip. And um, I really wish we could have taken our time. But again, one, it wasn't planned very well. And two, it was a, a very much kind of a touch and go trial and error with traveling with a child. And I think we got a good solid 95 on this one. It wasn't too bad. There were some hiccups along the way, but I mean, nothing can be perfect. Things should be expected to happen. But uh, all in all, super good experience. I'm glad that my daughter was able to finally uh, fly on an airplane. Uh, she got her wings. I actually have them in my backpack that I used, and so I have to get those um, framed for her because I know that if I give it to her, she's going to... She's going to lose the wings or she's going to tear the certificate that they give you with all the pilots that sign it and whatnot. And so, um, and so, yeah, that was spring break, guys. So let me go ahead and take a quick break. Let me wet the whistle and we'll be right back. Are you looking for high quality athletic clothing that not only looks great, but also performs at the highest level? Look no further than Flex Living, the premier athletic clothing brand for those who demand the best. But it's not just about performance. They also provide stylish designs and commitment to customer satisfaction. Whether you're looking for bold, eye-catching designs or more subtle, understated pieces, they've got you covered for everything that you need in their line. Guys, I can't stress this enough. I'm actually wearing a pair of their uh, athletic shorts right now. The graphic on these 
It's a pizza, literally. Do you know how many people I'm going to get upset at the gym? Everyone's going to want to cheat. So try it out. It's amazing. They're comfortable. They last really long. They're durable. Great stuff. I want to give you my code so you can try it out as well. It's IsaacJ88 for 20% off your cart. Again, that's IsaacJ88 for 20% off your cart. Give it a shot. Are you looking for athletic clothing that not only looks great, but also represents your faith and values? Look no further than Whole Strength, the faith-based athletic clothing line that is taking the fitness world by storm. At Whole Strength, we believe that faith and fitness go hand in hand. That's why we incorporate faith-based messaging and design elements into each piece of clothing, reminding you and those around you of the values and principles that guide your life. So if you're ready to take your faith and fitness to the next level, try Whole Strength today and experience the difference for yourself. And I can attest to that, guys. I have four shirts. They're heavy duty. I love them. I got them in extra large, but you know what? It really just fits really, really, really good on me. So try it out. I want to give you my code. God of Jacob for 10% off your cart. Again, that's God of Jacob for 10% off your cart. Try it out, guys. You won't regret it. Are you looking to take your fitness game to the next level? Then look no further than Redcon One Supplements. Their premium supplements are designed with one goal in mind, to help you achieve your fitness goals faster and more efficiently than ever before. Whether you're looking to build muscle, increase your endurance, boost your overall health and wellness, or like me guys, where I'm just trying to be the hottest dad in my daughter's first grade class, Redcon One is the supplement for you. So what are you waiting for? Get the pre-workout, get the protein, get some BCAAs, get whatever you need so that way you are motivated to get off the couch, to put down that extra slice of pizza, get to the gym, and start becoming the person that you know that you can be. And what I want to do today is offer you my code, it is T20 Isaac MED. That's T20 Isaac MED for 20% off your cart. And I'll see you at the gym. Alrighty, guys, we're back. So I was looking at some of the newer NGL comments and everything that I finally got around to yesterday. And one that caught my eye was something that I actually messed up on the first or second time. Um, it was either episode 15 or 16. I completely like botched a section of that. And so it was a lot shorter than than what I'm going to do now. But before, someone had actually asked me about... What did they ask me? Oh, they asked me about workout tips. So I'm not sure if this is like the same or anything like that. Someone asked me, like, what is my gym routine like? And so I'm going to go ahead and talk about my gym routine, and then I'm going to talk about tips. Um, so my routine right now, so this is like the first thing that I, I usually do when it comes to working out. I try and figure out exactly what my goals are. And so the way that I do that is I have to be realistic with myself about some of the things that I want to accomplish with whatever regimen I'm going to do. Now, granted, when I started working out, I started working out in high school. Um, it was just, I think it was called like weightlifting. And so that's kind of my, where I started with um, the idea of working out, uh, you know, consistently. I started working out with uh, weightlifting in high school. I did a little bit of it when I played baseball in high school as well. 
And then when my dad found out that I was interested in that stuff, I would go on and off with my dad to the gym on Fort Bliss. Um, and then there was a couple of times where I went with friends to some other gyms uh, that were part of Fort Bliss and whatnot. And then it wasn't until I got to EPCC where I was looking for a gym and I finally just started going to the gym there. And that's kind of, so we're talking about 2007-ish and, you know, I found out about gym supplements and and, and all of that stuff. And that's when I started uh, really getting into supplementing and getting more interested in and fitness and what I could do with my physique. And then of course, you know, it just, <clears throat> it went even deeper, got into UTEP, was doing two a days. Um, if you're not familiar with two days, that's working out twice a day. I would work out in the mornings, uh, you know, cool down and everything, go to my classes. I would have some two, three hour gap between classes. I'd go back to the gym. I'd catch the, the, the shuttle, go back to the gym, do a completely different workout and go back all of that stuff. Then again, back then I wasn't really following any type of regimen. I was kind of just going, uh, I would usually just go and I would do like a circuit. I would just do, you know, three exercises, six exercises, and I would just do the circuit three times and then I'd call it a day. Then when it came down to when I played rugby, rugby for a little bit, I got interested in looking up like workouts for rugby. And so that's when I found an off-season rugby regimen that I would use. And that has been the only regimen, for whatever reason, that has actually worked for my body type. Um, I don't know if there's, I mean, I know that there's endomorphs, ectomorphs, and there's another one. Uh, you know, one is just, you're, you're kind of a bigger, softer kind of body type. Another one is just like chiseled. You don't carry a lot of body fat with you. And then there's one where you're kind of in the middle. That's kind of where I'm at. I carry my weight really well. Um, I'm the heaviest that I've ever been. That's for sure. I'm, I'm tipping the scales at 193 right now. The lightest I've ever been was high school and that was 155. But then again, in high school, I was doing weightlifting. Plus I was also in marching band for four years. And so I was burning all kinds of calories all the time. I mean, I remember that for lunch, I'd be knocking down like two quarter pounders with cheese, two large fries, two drinks, all that stuff. And I wouldn't gain a pound. Now I can't even walk. I can't even drive past the Duncan because it just goes straight to my thighs. And so, um, and so, yeah, so the whole nutrition thing, that's just a completely different, completely different thing right now. What I'm doing, I'm, I'm on my second, my second go around on a six week rugby regimen. And so that one is pretty, it's pretty intense just because there's a lot of like heavy lifting. There's a lot of back shoulders, um, it focuses on the legs a lot, but it's not like squats or anything like that. It's more like deadlifting. Um, it's really helped my physique in 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 like tapering me. It's not gonna make me like uh, it's not gonna make me like shredded or anything like that. Uh, but it, it does put on a good you put on a lot of good lean muscle with this regimen, but you also remain pretty stocky in 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 that sense. And so I feel like it fits my body type a lot. As soon as I finished this regimen, though, um, where was I? I think I was in in Crucis not too long ago, and uh, I found a copy of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dictionary of Bodybuilding. Huge book, huge. It's super thick. Uh, I have it on my nightstand now, 
and it actually has a ton of workouts in it and it also has like professional body splits and whatnot and as soon as i'm done with this six weeks i'm in the second week of the regimen i'm going to go into that and so body splits has never i've never seen any progress with those but i'm hoping that for whatever reason i'm going to try and follow this one but one of the things that i am trying right now though is i'm trying to eat a little bit cleaner just so that i can go in with a little bit of an edge and so cooked up a lot of uh had like a big old hamburger grilled hamburger this evening grilled up a bunch of meat some chicken white rice um i know my friend bigums he's gonna say something about the white rice thing but um that's as clean as i can go just for the sake of just eating the same thing every single day um i'm laying off the beer if i'm drinking beer or anything like that i'm drinking at home so that way i'm not tempted to like just pound them if i'm out with like friends or anything like that um i do like one i'll have like one a week i can easily put you know a few away if i really wanted to but um i've noticed that the longer that i go without drinking um alcohol specifically beer the less bloated i am um it also just tastes better if i'm not drinking it consistently but when it does come to like drinking or anything like that right now i have i have like my my bourbons and scotches and everything like that that i can i can sip on those and whatnot so um i try and stay away from the carbs from like the nasty carbs so fast food and everything like that i'm really trying to limit that for the next four weeks at least um also because i'm throwing in a lot of cardio in the gym as well i gotta hit that stair machine i've realized that the elliptical is not doing it for me anymore I hate running just because I have horrible knees. Well, at least a horrible left knee. And um, the Stairmaster, at least I can do it. Works the booty. Um, but I also realize that the calorie burn is insanely higher. So um, that's kind of like my workout regimen right now. It's it's a uh, rugby off-season workout. Heavy lifting. I go super heavy. I'm supplementing with creatine, a fat burner, um, I have my amino drink that I have to do protein powders. I try and do two protein shakes a day. Um, I'm taking Radola, I'm taking ashwagandha, a multivitamin, and I'm also taking, well, I need to get more fat burner called double tap through Redcon one sponsor me. Um, and then I need to get more, um, crap. What was it? fat burner that was something else that i do oh testosterone uh that one's called boomstick and so i do that one and on top of all of that stuff what else do i do i think that's all of it oh i, I mean i also do um two different types of pre-workout right now i'm trying to get through a pre-workout that i've had forever that i really cycled completely off of and then i'm back on it now which is total war um but I have two different types. Total War is for the actual gym sessions. And then I have this other one called, uh, I think it's called Pump. It's Pump. But I want to say it's, I forgot, it's Big Something. And that one is more, it works off of nootropics. So it's more of like a head rush than like a body tingly crawly rush and everything. So those are the supplements. My rug me regimen. And then as far as tips, I mean... 
you just got to do a lot of research. You got to figure out what your body type is. You got to figure out what the things that you're eating and then just completely like wean yourself off the really bad stuff. If you find yourself that you're drinking a lot and like you're carrying around a beer belly and everything, then maybe you need to like severe, if like you're drinking like at least like what five beers a week, maybe like two beers a day or something like that, like cut it in half, try cutting it in half and then like cut it in half again. Um, if it's carbs, which I think my body is insanely sensitive to carbs and everything like that, try and lay off of them. Um, I'm a sucker for a good bowl of cereal. So I try and like limit that as much as I can. Um, at least try and eat like fiber. So like Cheerios, stuff like that. Not, not my, what my daughter eats like tricks and stuff like that. That's just, that's just horrible. I will say that my guilty pleasure is a big old bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, which is just pure sugar. Um, and then what else I would do is probably like pick your favorite protein and just have a bunch of it on hand. So, uh, you know, cook up chicken, cook up, you know, hamburger meat. Um, I do try and if I need to eat pasta, it's protein pasta or like whole wheat pasta. Um, what else? I drink a ton of water when you're on creatine, you have to drink a ton of water from what I understand, just because you have to keep like your, your muscles nice and full with water it will mess with your stomach a little bit. I think I finally have gotten over that hump of like the creatine bloatiness kind of thing. And I'm able to keep my water on me long enough to like be hydrated and not completely dehydrated because it just comes all out. And so, yeah, those are just different tips that I've done. Um, your body type is the biggest one. And then you just don't push yourself too hard because if you push yourself too hard, you're going to run the risk of injury. And then that's really going to put you off of what you're trying to do and accomplish in the gym. And then the other thing too, is a mental thing. Um, don't, don't think that just because you go like a solid one week that things are just going to like drastically change. Like you might feel a little bit lighter. Um, you might feel a little bit faster, more nimble, uh, you will hurt. You will be sore, especially if you're not used to working out. Um, but, you know, you're just going to have to take everything in massive strides. Um, I would suggest finding something that was long, like, you know, six or maybe even 12 months uh, regiment, just so that way it's consistent and you know exactly what you need to do. And then once you start getting really, really good at what you're doing, that's when you can start swapping out exercises for different things, or that's when you can start... Um, you know, tackling certain parts of your body, you can start doing like arms on one day, you can do double splits, you can do upper body, lower body, push, pull, whatever. And so yeah, those are all just tips, tips that I've tried and things that I've done that some work, some don't, some I completely hate them. Other ones, I completely love them. The rugby one, I love it. I feel like it's the one that's worked with my body type and my my physique the most. And I'm actually pretty nervous about finishing this one again soon and uh trying the split thing because sometimes um i get super super um kind of uh let down in the gym if i feel like the workout's becoming too easy or if i just feel like i'm not being challenged and sometimes these splits don't challenge me too much and i don't know if that's just a mental thing or if that's just because i probably need to go heavier or something like that but um i end up gravitating right back to the to the rugby one. So routine off-season rugby workout. You can Google that. I I want to say I Googled it and it just popped up somehow or if I found it on Pinterest, but it's called rugby off-season workout. 
It's six weeks, six weeks long, Monday through Monday through Friday. But for me, if I skip Friday, just because Fridays are usually like a family, like eat out night when we all get home from work, um, I push it to Saturday. And so um, that's usually how I end up working it. Wednesdays are, are the off days. And so on Wednesdays, what I either do is I usually just wake up and I usually just stay home. I try and recoup. Or if I really feel that I need to, um, on Wednesdays, I'll still just go to the gym, but I will just sit in the sauna for like an hour uh, just because I love the sauna that much. And so, yeah, that's uh, some tips and tricks that I've learned along the way of all of my gym work. So, yeah, I really hope that whoever asked that question about gym routines and, and workout tips and everything I really hope that that works for you. If you need any more further clarification on anything, please uh, slide your way into the DMs and I'd be happy to like work with you on a regimen plan, uh, a workout schedule, what have you. Even if it's like boils down to nutrition and stuff like that. Um, I'm one of the few people that I know that can just eat the same thing every single day. Uh, my wife hates that. And so... If you are really, 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 really into like the idea of like fitness and everything and discipline, I would suggest getting used to eating the same thing every day because at least you know like you're getting your fuel and at least it might taste good. You know, there's like a million different ways to marinate chicken and rice, you know, I mean, rice is rice. So, yeah. All right. Break time. All righty. I need a little sip of water again. So this other one, I know exactly um, who asked this one, and hopefully I can shed some light on it because I know that in my response on NGL, they're sometimes a little bit short. And I try and keep them short just because I don't want to give out too much information on an NGL post that just turns into a story on my highlights. <clears throat> so that way I can have the dialogue here on the podcast. But this one was about the music scene in El Paso, if I would ever get back into it, um, taking pictures, doing content for bands and everything like that, and and just like my general opinion about it. And this is the thing. It's really interesting that this person brought up the music scene because for the longest time I've been debating about what the music scene in El Paso is. And so let's get, man, again, let's get something right off, you know, from the jump. The music scene in El Paso when I was getting into music was just something different because I was into like the music scene of Christian bands that were coming through El Paso. Um, I don't remember exactly the first. I mean, I know the first concert that I went to. It was Jeremy Camp, Monk and Neagle. And I'm literally going to tag these people in, in this uh, in this cast this time on, on IG and everything. And I really hope that you guys, Jeremy Camp, Monk and Neagle, uh, I want to say that there was also Phil Wickham. It was like a baby Phil Wickham when he was first starting out. Um, it would be really cool to like sit down and have a chat with you guys because I have a million in one questions about the Christian music scene when it comes to like touring and where you tour and why you tour. And one of the biggest questions that I have about like the Christian music scene is how, when and where do Christian music artists, regardless if they consider themselves CCM artists or um, or just, you know, uh, like genre specific, like I am a, you know, alternative rock Christian 
you know, musician. Uh, CCM is contemporary Christian music, like the stuff that you listen to on K-Love and um, their sister radio station, Air One. And the other, what I mean, the other alternative uh, Christian station that El Paso doesn't get for whatever reason called um, Effect Radio. The biggest question that I have is like, where and why do some Christian artists turn against the Christian music that they started? And one band in particular, uh, and I'm not sure if I want to name them just yet. Because I would rather have the conversation first with an actual like Christian artist, like a recording Christian artist with a really good following, with a really deep discography. When do they decide to like start turning away from Christian music, from faith-based music, and just doing pure secular music? Um, there's a few bands that I grew up with in high school and going into college, especially in high school when I was doing a lot of um, when I was playing in youth bands. There's just some bands that I would listen to. And it's like, man, these are like super cool. These are rad. And then, you know, what? 16 years later, you know, I, I get these like memories like, oh, you know, I'm going to check in on this band. Like maybe they have like some cool stuff or whatever, you know, it's, you know you know, catching up with times, whatever. And then, you know, listening to it. And then you just start hearing them. They're just dropping curse word after curse word and F-bomb after F-bomb. And then lo and behold, you know, you look on Spotify and, and you see that their discography now has like that little E by some of their songs. And I'm just like, what? Like, why did they start doing this? So that's like, I have massive questions for that music scene. As far as like covering and doing content and stuff like that, I would love it. But the thing is, is that it's super, super hard because these bands who the city has that maybe not everyone knows about, they don't get paid very much for these shows. So when I, and I really shouldn't anymore just because, and I don't want to sound like I'm after their money, but I don't want to go get into a situation where I end up offering my, my work for them. And then I take, an amount of money from them that makes their performance almost like they did it for free. Like all of the money they made is going into paying me for everything that I did for them when it should be the other way around. Like they should be getting paid way more and then, you know, investing a little bit of that into working with creatives like me and other photographers in covering their shows, shooting videos, shooting, um, you know, photography, interviewing them, writing up stories, things like that. And so, um, yeah, like working the music scene as far as a, a photographer goes, it's rewarding if, if one, they actually like tag you in the stuff that you send them. Because more often than not, on some occasions, I've done some work for some artists here in El Paso, and you got, I mean, I've gotten zero recognition for it. If anything, they end up tagging completely different people in the pictures that I take instead of me. Um, and so it's a very tricky tightrope act that prevents me from going all in into the music scene. And um, and yeah, and plus it's just like really hard just because like the timing of everything is just horrible. It's usually super, super late. And then like whatever band I'm reaching out to it's kind of a toss up. They're either the first act and that's like at 10 o'clock or they're the last one. And that's already like pushing like one in the morning. 
So it's just really tricky. The music scene in El Paso is very unsaturated. It's very, at least from what I see on FitFam sometimes, it's very, the music taste here just is all over the place. I really wish that there was a, a vaster range, but honestly, you just see a lot of like trap rap rappers, uh, a lot of like Hispanic music, uh, a lot of bandas. What else? Um, you don't get any big names that you would see like in Austin or LA, things like that. And yes, I get it. You know, it's El Paso. It's not LA. It's not Chicago. It's not Austin. But I just think that if, you know, the promoters that were here in El Paso really just up their game. I think that we could be able to be on par with that. I remember what in college, so we're talking 2009, 2010, when the Diablo Stadium still existed, when Cohen still existed. Um, I remember when Tiesto actually came to El Paso. And I mean, that's a pretty big deal. So Tiesto was a pretty big deal. That's 2009, 2010. Um, and then I know that, uh, uh, Bor, uh, Boris Brecha, he came to El Paso, uh, DJ, um, really wanted to go to that one, but I just wasn't, I don't know. I, I just, I just dropped the ball on that one. I really should have gone. Um, but I mean, these venues that they end up throwing these people at are like either like in the outskirts of El Paso, sometimes not even in El Paso. And they're just, I don't know. They're just not highlighted enough. Uh, when I was working at H and M, I know that I knew that there was a bunch of like secret underground shows. Diplo had come to El Paso as like a secret show. I, Skrillex came once or twice. I should have gone, but I mean that was like when it was like baby Skrillex. It wasn't, you know, handsome Skrillex now. But um, yeah, I, I really wish that there was more acts. I Rez was in El Paso too. Should have gone to that, but I heard that it wasn't the best of shows. And then from like some of the live performance that I've seen with Rez, um, it, it just seems very boring isn't the word. It just seems less. And I guess it just has to do with like the music and everything, like the style of music and whatnot. Um, just not as engaging as like an actual like Diplo or Skrillex concert, stuff like that. So the music scene is very far and wide, diverse. It's very crazy it's very touch and go um would i like to shoot the music scene again uh, i mean it's been a few months since i last shot a band um sure i mean i enjoy it during when was it right before covid hit so this is like 20 like late 2019 early 2020 i was covering a lot of this band called sleep spent where my buddy Josh Mendoza was a drummer for shout out Josh. Uh, let's get some breaky soon. Yeah. Um, I covered them a lot extensively to a point. Like I think I have at least a good thousand pictures over the span of like four or five different shows. Um, and so that was cool, you know, all the way from Monarch to gosh, where else did they play? played monarch a couple times they played at wasn't love buzz monarch i think most of them were at monarch oh and then uh neon what's it called neon cactus neon rose one of those and so yeah 
it's an interesting El Paso is very diverse. It's very interesting when it comes to music. I just wish that there was bigger names. That's it. Period. So all those people that I ta- that I mentioned, uh, let's try and get together. I even considered the idea of like, what if I became a promoter? Now, granted, I mean, I don't think I would like make tons of money if I kept it Christian as much as I would want to, but it would be really cool to get some of like the Christian rappers and artists that I like to listen to and get them into like this kind of like, you know, quasi underground kind of, you know, venue styled kind of thing. But then at the same time, you know, getting like other big namers, you know, Skrillex, Diplo, um, you know, Rez, Boris, um, Lady Monique, like all of those different like DJs that do, you know, hard house, deep house, trance, all this other stuff. Yeah, just to make El Paso a little bit more diverse, you know what I mean? To make the music scene a little, just a little bit more richer. And again, this is completely coming from my perspective of things. There might be plenty of you guys who disagree with this, who think that El Paso is just insanely saturated with tons and tons of music. I just really think after, you know, being in this city for 35 years now with, you know, a fairly good chunk of that being in the music scene as a photographer, I just think there needs to be more. And I think it just needs to be way more diverse and not just like the stereotypical Hispanic music, you know, Mexican music and, um, you know, trap rappers. It just needs to be way more diverse. Um, John Mayer, please come to El Paso. That'd be great. Thanks. And so, yeah, that's the music scene. The next one, guys, I just wanted to end on something lighthearted because I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I am tired. I have work tomorrow. Um, I mean, you're listening to this on Monday. So just know that I'm probably tired. Um, Someone asked if I would ever consider cutting my hair. Absolutely not. I will never cut my hair. It would take something drastic. I love my hair. Um, I love how God made my hair. It's nice and curly, even though it's dry. But it's nice and curly when it's on a good day. So, alrighty, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I will catch you again on Friday. Till then, have a great day. Enjoy it. And God bless.